Okay, I'm also recording. <laughs> I thought you were going to do like an old lady voice. <laughs> and I'm also recording. And welcome to Two Old Queens Talk About the Glee Project. <laughs> Please, I'm a princess, I'm not a queen yet. <laughs> did did you have you ever seen that picture that's captioned two old British ladies greeting each other? I have, but I can imagine that it probably is captioned a lot like the pepper pots from Monty Python. <laughs> No, it's the caption is two Brit- two old British ladies greeting each other, but the picture is a bottle of aloe vera and a, a bottle of evening primrose. Oh. Hello, aloe vera! vera. Evening primrose! primrose. <laughs> oh my god, we did that with like the same intonation and everything. <laughs> oh my god. Intercross the penguin! Okay, what? <laughs> that, see, that's a Monty Python. Ah. That must be Monty Python I never saw. Why is there a penguin on the telly? Okay, so do you want to hear about the Buckwild traveling production of Oklahoma that is currently touring the United States? Sure. <laughs> okay, so this is a secondhand story. My One of my friends saw it last week and told me about it yesterday. So do you know anything about the about the musical Oklahoma? I know that there's a musical called Oklahoma. Okay, so uh, the Barest Bones plot is that it is set in the territory of Oklahoma before it was officially admitted to the United States as like an official state. Okay. So we're talking probably like 1830s, 1840s, something like that. Mid 1800s. And basically, it's a romance where the main the main woman lead is named Laurie, and her two romantic interests are good guy Curly, bad guy Judd. Bad guys and he's bad, or bad guys and he's a bad boy? A little bit of both. Okay, so he's an actual bad boy. Yeah, Judd is very much so the ostracized of the two love interests. He's the one who isn't, like popular among the townsfolk whereas curly is popular and liked in the one of the original casts he was played by hugh jackman okay and there's a couple of other people in the ensemble who are important characters but the whole idea is like oh it's leading up to this fundraiser for i think putting up a new barn in town or something and like there is this auction where it's like oh, hey, you buy the baked good that this woman from town made, and then you get to also have a date with her. (laughs) And, like, in and around this, there's this whole other rivalry with Curly, good guy, and Judd, bad guy. How they're, like, trying to fight each other for Laurie's attention and interest. And there is a musical number entitled Poor Judd is Dead, and it is spelled (laughs) (laughs) D-A-I-D. Where Curly basically tells him, go kill yourself because everything would be better off if you if you weren't here anymore. And there's also a dream ballet where it's like Laurie has fainted because of womanly things. She's got the vapors. Yes, she has the vapors. And she faints and then dreams up a dream ballet that's like, who should I pick? Should I pick Curly or Judd? And she ends up picking Curly and... At the end of it, a judge shows up at their wedding, and he and Curly get in a fight, and 
Judd is drunk and he was drunk already. He falls on his knife and dies. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this production that my friend saw last week was one, like the costumes were more like modern era country stuff, which like, fine, whatever. They have a trans actress playing the playing the secondary female character, which is great. Yes. But also they did some weird things with like the production aspects. Like apparently they had like digital screens that they were that this production is carrying around that are attached to the stage. And during the song Poor Judd is Dead, they had someone in the crew like, they turned off all the lights on stage, and they had someone in the crew carry around a night vision camera, which was broadcasting to the screens. <laughs> so, like, this whole time, when good guy Curly is telling Judd how he should kill himself, apparently this night vision camera was trained on the actor who was playing Judd's face the whole time. <laughs> okay. And, like, whenever there was a point where two characters would go would go off and have a scene by themselves in, like, a separate room or a separate area or something, they would turn off all the lights on stage and put this- and, and do the night vision camera thing again. And, like, apparently at the very end of the show, like, at the wedding, they had Judd come to the wedding because, like, Curly had previously sold his gun to pay for a date with- to pay for that that baked good date with Laurie. And so, like, he doesn't have a gun anymore. And so Judd is like, hey, I got you a wedding present. It's a gun. Because I'm gonna kill you. And so, again, this is an uh, this is an outdoor production of a touring show for Oklahoma. And at the end of the wedding, they, like, Curly is given a gun for a wedding present. Judd takes a step towards Curly. They cut the lights. There was a gunshot sound effect. Oy. And then the lights came up and Judd's char- like the character playing like the character of Judd was dying and then just like crawled into the middle of the floor of the <laughs> stage and lay there as as his character died. And then they apparently just went straight to the curtain call. And also, no one knew that there was going to be a gun a prop gun and they turned off all the lights by this point it was at least like 10 p.m so it's full dark no one was told about this ahead of time and also night vision cameras someone clearly was watching too much love never dies is all i'm saying (laughs) anyway i think you said you had something to talk about for this too all I was going to say was that All-Star 7 for Drag Race started and I liked it, but I don't really have anything beyond that. So do you want to just do a podcast instead? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, One, let's go for it. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten! Eleven. No, there's no more episodes after this one. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> Unless you want to do season three now, in which case I'll know nothing. No, welcome to our numbers podcast. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, tune in for all of your esoteric weather forecasts and conspiracy theories. <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff this show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show, better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening you're listening to loser like me. 
loser like me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Loser Like Me. This is a Glee recap and review podcast. Currently, we are talking about the Glee Project Season 1. Uh, my name is Christina, and it's time to be the last girl standing. I, I can't think of a bit. Hang on. <laughs> is that the noise of you reaching for a bit? It's me trying to think of a bit. I didn't think of one beforehand. It's okay. Should I just steal another one from- uh? T- whatever you want, Tanner. And I was a falsetto child, Tanner. <laughs> Now, were you actually singing falsetto as a child, or uh, girl? You... I can't remember. It's been so long since I I was the elephant's child. What? In in I think third grade, we put on a musical version of the elephant's child, and I was the titular elephant's child. I don't know what the elephant's child is. It's the just so story. I don't know this, Tanner. I'm googling it. Girl, we can have a whole spin-off podcast where I just explain media to you. Well, look, I didn't read a whole lot of Rudyard Kipling when I was growing up. <laughs> Uh. My reading habits when I was growing up were Pokemon Strategy Guides and Tamara Pierce. <laughs> okay, so the Cliffsnose version is that there is, back before elephants had trunks, there was a baby elephant who was like, what does the crocodile have for dinner? And everyone's like, you're an idiot, shut the fuck up, we hate you. And the, But then the, the, the technicolor, oh, the, the bicolored python rock snake was like, why don't you just go ask the gator, or the crocodile? And the elephant's child says, that's a great idea. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. So goes and asks the crocodile. The crocodile's like, "I love to eat elephants." And so the crocodile grabs the elephant's child by his nose and starts pulling. But the bi collar, the, the bisexual python, is like, "I'm gonna pull the elephant's child back the other way so it doesn't die." And the nose gets all stretched. And then the elephant's child is like, "I can use my nose to grab tall leaves, and I can hose myself off when I'm dirty." And then all the elephants are like, "Wow, this child is actually great, and we should all also get our noses stretched by the gator." And the crocodile, whatever it is. And then the caiman. <laughs> what did the dinosuchus just stretches everyone's <laughs> nose. And plastic surgery is good, kids. The bad elephant's child spanked all his dear families for a long time till they were very warm and greatly astonished. He pulled out his tall ostrich on's tail feathers and he caught his tall uncle the giraffe by the hind leg and dragged him through a thorn bush and he shouted at his broad aunt the hippopotamus and blew bubbles into her ear while she was sleeping in the water after meals but he never let anyone touch Colo Colo Bird. At last, things grew so exciting that his dear families went off one by one in a hurry to the banks of the great gray-green greasy Limpopo River, all set about with fever trees, to borrow new noses from the crocodile. When they came back, nobody spanked anybody anymore, and ever since that day, oh best beloved, all the elephants you will ever see, besides all those that you won't, have trunks precisely like the trunk of the satiable elephant's child. Huh. Okay. And I was the lead in the musical. Okay. Okay. Cool. I can't think of a good way to seg into the episode discussion. Well, let's just tell you about how once upon a time there was a Glee mm-hmm. show, and it wasn't about who was good, it was about who was Glee. And mm-hmm. Except it wasn't about who was Glee, it was it was about whoever the producers and the executives at Oxygen thought was good that week. Welcome to America's Next Top Christian. <laughs> they get the yeah. homework, the kids come in, we have them, we have children, they come in and they're like, it's the homework assignments, don't stop believing. So we're gonna don't stop believing at the homework and then they go to do that and they're i wonder mm-hmm. who the mentor will be for the last real <laughs> real, real quick <laughs> they get their homework assignment and like my daughter was like it looks like they're having fun practicing the homework assignment for what's probably the first time in a long time and like <laughs> we see alex in the background doing some very good pirouettes 
and Lindsay says, how do you not be glee when you sing this song? And like, I feel that. <laughs> do I still do the thing with like raising the hand whenever I hear don't stop believing at wedding receptions? Yes, I do. <laughs> and yeah, homework time, performance time, they're all in red. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, and who's the guest for this week, Tanner? Ah, oh, it's Ryan Murphy and his fucking beret. <laughs> yeah. How is he supposed to mentor them? He's not Leah Michelle. Ryan Murphy can't relate. <laughs> or they're not Ryan they're not Leah Michelle. It truly is anyone Leah Michelle. I mean hopefully Leah Michelle is Leah Michelle. And no one else. <laughs> oh god, she's escaped containment. <laughs> I only have enough room in my head for one person and that's me. <laughs> anyway, it's time for Don't Stop Believin'. Well, it's not, though, because they get, like, a one bar in, yeah, and Ryan's like, hey, No, we can't, we have to stop believing. And he's like, did you, did you practice any choreography? And they're like, well, yes, we did. But actually, no, it's Lindsay who speaks up. Lindsay's like, we did practice choreography, just not that much. And he's like, it seems flat. Let me go get you some, let me go get someone to help. And he turns around and opens this door. And guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> It's everyone else from it's the Glee my, Project. It's my babies! Yes. Everyone screams. Happy reunions. Mateus lifts Lindsay bodily off the ground. The trio is reunited. And I just describe them here as the evicted competitors. <laughs> no, that's a different show. Oh, yeah, I guess it's more so Big Brother, right? <laughs> yes. But first. Yeah. No, that's, that's what Julie Chen says. Mm. Anyways, everyone's extremely excited. There's much mm -hmm. hugging and, and joyousness. And they all sing the song. And it's good because they're all there and they're all happy together in the friendship. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they gave the Kinley and Cameron guitars and they both shred. <laughs> Yay! Unless they're faking it, like last week. I don't think they're faking it because, like, we know that Cameron can play the guitar. And I believe that McKinley can as well. But everyone is clearly so happy to have the ensemble back. They're like, oh my god, I forgot what it was like when we had, like, more than more than three other people to rely on. <laughs> it's it's very fun. It's good. They do a good job. But then also they're like, no one wins homework assignment this week because we're gonna go shoot the music video for Raise Your Glass at a skyscraper in downtown LA. Yes. But also they're like, everyone's going to be doing their own... Well, everyone in the top four is going to do a last chance performance. No, you all get to do a last chance performance. Everyone's back in the, <laughs> everyone's back in the game. This is all just a social experiment. No rules. Hey, Ellis, you want to get on Glee? Here's your last shot. <laughs> hey, Emily, here you go. Hey, Bryce, are you still interested? <laughs> hey, Cameron, you having any regrets? <laughs> any regrets? Christian versus Christian. <laughs> I do think that Sam would win that fight simply by sheer body mass alone. He'd whip his hair back as forth and poke the <laughs> cannon in the eye. Sam's hair counts as a flail. <laughs> Anyways, it's off to choreography where Ellis gives Zach a tackle hug. Yes, because like the because all twelve contestants are going to be involved in the choreography and the music video, and it was so fun because like. Zach and Brooke are rehearsing, and then we see everyone run in. And it's true. <laughs> Ellis does give Zach a tackle hug, and Brooke and Alex have a little geek out. And, like, it's just, it's so nice to have this camaraderie back for all of them. And they they joke about, like, oh, someone's gonna push one of the final four off the edge of the building! <laughs> but it's clearly, like, all of them are in on the joke. Yeah. And 
Zach Zach tells them, like, I want you all to perform as if this was your last chance on the show. And I think you're all going to do good. Now everyone give me a hug, sweaties. (laughs) Yeah. Also, in Sam's confession, he worries that everyone else is thinking, why did we make it? And to be fair, I am wondering that about Sam. <laughs> I mean, I know why. I know why. He's, he's Ryan's pet project. But mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Anyways, after recording, Nikki is still bullying Lindsay. Yes. She's like, she doesn't like being told when uh, that she's off pitch. I'm like, you know shit. Because when yeah. you're singing <laughs> and you hear that you're off pitch, you're like, darn, I'm off pitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And notably, like, Nikki's husband... Adam Anders, who is the executive music producer for Glee, is in the booth today with them. And when Nikki is like, I don't like that Lindsay sounds pitchy. And Adam is like, I think she sounds good. And I'm like, good. Good for you, Adam. Damien gets some good tone on it. I think Adam and Nikki say like, oh, nobody's that nice in Hollywood. But maybe they are that nice in Ireland. Samuel is told that he should try to get more tone out of each note, whatever the heck that means. Samuel is just actively bad. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that I feel like I've been shitting on Sam for the past four weeks, but in my defense, he hasn't been that good. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, when I try and look for like behind the scenes stuff for him, it doesn't like make me see him as a person. When his thing is like, you know, I just have to respect my mom's right to be homophobic. Yeah. And maybe he's better now, but at this time, we're gonna bully Samuel. And, like, I think we talked, too, a couple episodes ago about how, like, Samuel was told very early on that he had a very good shot at doing very well in this competition. And he kind of was, like, coasting. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, he was only told, like, in week eight to, like, try to exert himself and make an effort. And he's having to play catch up to people like everyone else who have had to work and improve and be in the bottom three for six weeks <laughs> who have had to do that since the beginning <laughs> plus he is like the plant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's see samuel is the true teacher's pet <laughs> among yeah. the glee project contestants yeah at least in season one they also do a, a crowd record in the in the booth with all 12 of them which is nice <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway it's shoot day it is you know who i think should get pushed off the skyscraper <laughs> I have an idea. Is it someone who's already wearing a puffy coat that would cushion their fall? Not from that height, but podcasts aren't legally binding. (laughs) Yes, that is true. Anyway, I think everyone should have a nice warm puffy coat because even at ground level, the contestants who are in like not long sleeved jackets and shirts are very clearly cold. Yeah. Okay. So also they're, they're talking about, they're breaking down the contestants and at some point they say that Damien is the likable underdog. And then they compare him to Lindsay, who is an unlikable talent. And first I said, whose fault Mm. is that? Then Mm -hmm. I said, you already have one of those. And then I said, wait, they all think Rachel is a likable character. Yeah. And like, to be fair, in 2011, I also thought that Rachel was a likable character. But 11 years later, it is not the case. Oh, mama, it did not take you 11 years to realize that Rachel was unlikable. No. Garrett, if if you had made it to season four... Yes, I'm I'm saying that because I did not really interact with Glee much after the first like three episodes of season three. So we are reaching the point at which my knowledge of Glee firsthand drops off. We're reaching the event horizon. Yes. Where we're going, we don't need eyes. (laughs) 
Anyway, the the concept for this music video, such as it is, is basically like the twelve competitors go up to the they go up to the roof of where the he, where the helipad is on the skyscraper, and as they go up, they can, they collect the other contestants as they do their shooting and stuff. They say Samuel gets stuck in his head. Is being lovable enough to get Damien the win? Lindsay isn't accessible, and Alex isn't always professional. He's seventeen. <laughs> It's, it, like, the music video itself, like, especially, like, behind the scenes, it looks like, it looks like wish fulfillment, honestly. It's like, it's like every musical theater kid has wanted to have a dance party with their friends on the roof of a skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> and in the music video, like, so whenever the final four sing a thing, the other contestants are also there to say a thing. Mm-hmm. Like we, I have, I have notes on like how it actually goes. Um. Yes, give us the give us the play by play. Give us the shot for shot recap of the yeah. music video. <laughs> so the actual music video itself, it starts off with Sam longboarding up to the building. As he walks in the door, he collects Bryce and Marissa, and like as as all of the contestants like have a camera, they like, they get a shot on them. They all say a little thing. And it's like, Marissa says like, oh, sounds cool, or something. And Bryce is like, yeah! They walk up the stairs, at which point they've collected Lindsay and Mateus. No, and... no, first they get in the elevator with Damien, oh, Cameron, and Hannah. sorry. Yes, they, they, we have the trio in the elevator. <laughs> Hannah says Hannah's something. And Hannah's like, I think <laughs> Hannah goes, oh yeah. And Cameron goes, come on, girl! <laughs> Yeah, they <laughs> they try to do a little rap with Hannah, but she has half a second that she can do things in, and so she does her yeah. best. <laughs> they then, as they go up the stairs, they collect McKinley, who no, who no joke, looks dead at the camera and goes, "Yeah!" yeah! <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god! I hope I hope that was your idea, McKinley. I hope that wasn't their idea." Oh, absolutely not, because they the only time they remember that McKinley was a country girl was when she pointed it out to them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when we get up to the Mateus roof, goes, we... Mateus goes, "Cool, cool, coolio." Oh, honey. <laughs> it was very 2011. Yet also 2021. Yeah. Yeah. We we get up to the roof and we see Alex and Emily and Ellis poke their heads out of the, out of like this, not the skylight, but like the hatch in the roof to get onto the helipad and stuff. And they look like, they look like three meerkats poking their heads up. Because <laughs> this is like, one, two, three. Hello. Make an interesting expression. <laughs> They get to harmonize on the why so serious. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the music video is like, we have two shots. We have like, or I guess two sets, really. We have them dancing in pairs on the helipad and they do like cool like foot kicks and stuff. And then we transition to a night shoot at the same location, but now they're all in party clothes. They all look really good in their guy liner. They do, yes. Everyone is wearing guy liner. Samuel gets to sing along about, so if you're too school no, for cool. No, no, because first, first Sam says, oh, my glass is empty. And then Ellis just nods knowingly. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Sam is too school for cool. Damien is treated like a fool. Lindsay can choose to let it go. And Alex can always party on their own. <laughs> they all do a big group dance. And yeah. then, like, in the last moments, everyone, like, dances to the front in elimination order. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then at the end, we have the 
the final four like all walk forward in a line and then do a big jump and Lindsay gets another big kick in. <laughs> and then that's a wrap and everyone has a nice big hug because they all had such a fun time but now it's time for them to focus on their last chance performances because it's not the end this is only the beginning well it's the middle yes it is the middle of the episode because like at this point i was like oh wow we're only halfway through this episode recording what's gonna take the other 20 minutes also it really is the end because it's the season finale yes yeah hold, hold your eyes and count to 10 Mm-hmm. anyway it's time for preparing for the final sing for your life and they keep reminding everyone like this like what is at stake here is a seven episode guest spot on the glee pro on the actual series glee they're already on the glee project <laughs> and i don't remember if we mentioned this before but they get to pick their own songs for this like ryan murphy and the production crew have no say or they have they have no obvious say in i mean yeah like obviously they'd have to pick from a specific songbook of like here's all the songs we have the license to perform on the show yeah yeah and like they're not releasing them like on itunes for sale so but, but that well, that's, a, that's a different license like i'm pretty sure the reason we've never seen like the glee project dvds because they don't want they paid the broadcast license but they don't want to have to play the dvd license which is where you'd think they'd want that money mm, yeah but that's the reason is that and so then when shows like american island the the voice and the x factor they did start releasing songs as singles that's because they went through the hoops of saying we have the license to perform on tv and to release it and get money off of it mm, okay gotcha but yeah so basically they said here's the big book of all the songs we have licensed to perform everyone go through and it w i would have loved to see the b-roll of that if they were in. It was like oh my gosh they have this song oh my gosh they have this song Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway choices Lindsay picked the song gimme gimme from thoroughly modern millie uh because it has a good part where she can showcase her vulnerable her vulnerability and Nikki tells her to have heart, whatever that means. It, it's just bullying again. Also, yes, I did a quick check. It's bullying. I, I thought that they had at some point had like Rachel sing this song on the show, but no, they never performed Gimme Gimme on Glee. Huh. Okay. Actually, I don't think they sang any. They never sang anything from Thoroughly Modern Millie, the stage or the movie. Huh. Okay. Okay. Damien picks the song Beyond the Sea to showcase how he can be a leading man. They never sang that one either. <laughs> oh, huh. Huh. But Nikki says, Damien, you're not the best singer or dancer or actor. <laughs> Damien, you're terrible. I fucking hate you. Lindsay, you thought I was yeah. bullying you? Let me hang on. Let me get back on Damien's case for a minute here. Yeah. Samuel picks Jolene because he wants to be organic in coffee shop. <laughs> and Zach is like, I understand you're doing this internal work, but you should try to bring us into your world as well. well that's like actually decent advice. Yeah. And finally, Alex picks a song, I Am Changing, from Dreamgirls, because heck yeah. Yeah, because Glee Project, you accidentally gave me character development about my both professional and personal desires. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, as long as you're not a one-trick pony, Alex. And I'm like, they have the range, darling. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow never dies! Hmm? That's the next line from that skit. Ah. I actually have never seen the skit. I just know the line in isolation. Okay. But yeah, they also mentioned that as many of the guest mentors as they can get, as well as the others of the of the 12 contestants and Ian will be there tonight to see them perform. Yeah, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know who would be nice to have, like, actually in <laughs> in this? 
Brad, like Brad the Music Pianist. Oh, Brad. that would have been nice. It would have been nice if Brad the Pianist had been a judge on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, he does have to be in every single musical number they do in the choir room. <laughs> so he has less he has less availability to sneak away from the set, I guess. Anyway. Anyway. Practice time. So Alex has gender powers. The fact that they can perform as any gender they choose means that they are more powerful than the other contestants. This is true. Exactly. <laughs> Samuel is going to make out with a guitar? Yeah. They give him a guitar to use for Jolene, and he says, that is a, he says, that is a sexy guitar. Yeah. We're going to make out in song. And Damien and Lindsay are just two different kinds of stressed because of yes. like, I gotta prove myself for one last time. Uh-huh. And Lindsay's like, <gasps> basically yeah anyways who's your bing fan favorite oh yeah i forgot that was a thing i feel like my bing fan favorite would have to be hannah what about you um i think mine during the show it would have been hannah after the fact i think it's Mateus now good good choice there's a, there there's only like one incorrect choice when it comes to who is your bing fan favorite <laughs> I think the actual winner was Cameron. Yeah, the actual winner was Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, because that was something that I forgot to take any notes on whatsoever because it wasn't included in the broadcast that we were watching. Oh no, I found an article from 2011. Bing considers low-rated Glee Project a success. Oh no. And the website is so old that I can't access it. But hey, Cameron won $10,000, so that's nice. Yeah, wasn't it? This was a thing that was running during the entire course of the glee project right and it yeah. was like vote for your favorite and they get to do a music video and get some money yeah and he's saying i haven't met you yet as far as i can tell mm -hmm. oh apparently there was i found something with a screenshot in it and it says that like you got to vote each week for your favorite contender and then the winning cast member wins ten thousand dollars in a live performance and these descriptions here for everyone or there's only six of them that i can see but they are interesting and i don't mean that in a good way either oh <laughs> well like bryce is described as has a unique voice and look hmm it's the racism is it mm, I, I think that's a stretch what, I think the, I think they're just throwing buzzwords at the wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they say Damien is not your typical pop singer, like because he's yes? not a pop singer; he's a crooner. Yes, <laughs> Emily has a feisty personality that commands attention. Okay, that's correct. She might have written that herself, honestly. Y yeah. Alex looks like a little boy, but has a powerful and high voice. They're seventeen. They would have been eighteen on the show. Remember? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, wait. Oh my god. Yeah, I see it too. Wait, what did what did you see? Uh, Theo's list of theaters. Oh no, I did not see that. I I said, oh my god, because I found a live journal for O N T D hyphen Glee dot live journal dot com. Oh, and it's a write up on the the oxygen poll, and they included a modified picture that someone made where it was the Entertainment Weekly cover. And someone annotated the cover with their opinions on all of the contestants. Hmm. I appreciate that they they put a heart around McKinley's face. <laughs> and they called Mateus adorable. Good. And they said 
said they said that Sam looked like the lead singer for Tokyo Hotel. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not gonna say the most. Wait, who looks like the lead singer of Tokyo Hotel? Sam. Sam. Samuel Larson. Okay, yeah, that's correct. He is also dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, they also had a description here where they put McKinley as flawless, gorgeous, talented, everything that's good in the world, etc. <laughs> good. Anyway. Anyway. Th- there's oh, also a scene where all the contestants, both current and former, have congregated in the Wilderness Survival Camp one last time. And Cameron mm-hmm. says he's so happy to have 12 new friends and is excited to see the top four perform tonight. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. aww, including me. Inspirational speech from Cameron about friendship. Yay! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what that noise was that you just made, but I agree with that it. That was yay, but I was stretching, so it came out weird. Okay, cool. So Lindsay's great. Lindsay performs first and she's great. Yes, she walks in and she gets a round of applause. <laughs> Woo! She has, she puts a lot of oomph in the gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. And it's very nice, like, you can see... <laughs> They intersperse it with shots from the mentors and the other contestants in the audience. And, like, you can see that Dot Marie Jones is tearing up. <laughs> Lindsay has a good... She both can do a good growly belt and a good regular belt. She does a good job. Hannah and Max Adler start a standing ovation for her at the end. <laughs> and she blows kisses to them all as she prances off the stage. And Ryan and Ian are like, oh, this is the best that she's sounded all season. And, like... Yeah, maybe it's because she knows her own voice the best. <laughs> yeah. And she does a good job. Yeah. So All right, next, Damien. Damien comes out and he dedicates his song to Hannah and Cameron. Mm-hmm. And Ashley Fink goes like, oh, so precious. And as he sings, somebody, I can't didn't write down who, but someone says, oh, he's like a little old man. Oh, that was Ryan at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Damien might have forgotten the words of Point Point because he was just like, Sailing! Sailing! No, I think, I'm pretty sure that's just how the song goes. Oh, okay. Okay. He also does some fun little dance moves that get the crowd laughing and going and stuff. I think he also got a standing ovation. I think everyone got a standing ovation, for the most part. <laughs> but by for the most part, I mean the judges, yeah. I don't think, participated <laughs> in it. <laughs> Jolene. It's... It's good. Yeah. I'm not gonna bully him this time. It is actually good. He finally mm-hmm. shows an emotion other than, ooh. Yeah. Uh, also, he didn't change the pronouns. So he doesn't want Jolene to take his man. Yeah. And he also gets a standing ovation. And Zach calls him fucking incredible. <laughs> Which, like, I would not have caught what that bleeped word was supposed to be back in 2011. <laughs> and then Alex is next. Alex is a little nervous about whether Ryan will want a drag character or not. But Ryan is like, Ooh, Alex has been experimenting with drag, and I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. And Alex has a better wig this time. <laughs> yes. Everyone is living. Alex does very good. And, like, because I hadn't heard the song I Am Changing before, but, like, I feel like this is pivotal towards Alex's realization of gender identity. <laughs> and if it wasn't pivotal, then it was at least a step in that staircase. <laughs> so now that all the performances are done... Real quick, last note with Alex. The The song I Am Changing ends on the line, nothing's gonna stop me now. And Alex takes it on a very, like, ends it on a very soft touch, like, nothing's gonna stop me now. Yeah, like, that was, I don't know if that's from the original song or not, but I really like it. Mm-hmm. My note was, and nothing ever will stop you ever again, Alex. 
Exactly. Not even Ryan Murphy. <laughs> so then they ask the guests what they think. Not Well, the mentors, not the con- former contestants, just the mentors. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Ashley says they're all amazing. And so does Dot Marie Jones. <laughs> Darren says Lindsay could be a great foil for Rachel. Mm-hmm. I'm you, but good. <laughs> yeah. Max Adler says that Alex would help a whole group of people to be seen. Mm-hmm. Harry votes for Samuel. Yeah. Nikki likes Damien's magnetic personality. Yes, even if she bullies him, she still likes him. <laughs> uh, Eric thinks the best actor is Lindsay, and she takes great notes. Like, go kiss that boy. Mm-hmm. My daughter was, was it because he bullied her the most easily? Zach likes Damien, and he thinks he has the potential to become a leading man, and Lindsay is already a leading lady. Mm-hmm. Rob thinks there's no one like Sam on TV, which, sure, Jan. Yeah. And when Alex is in drag, it's something truly special. Yes. Agreed. And so everyone's nervous in the green room, and then Ryan brings him out. I was like, all right, let's get right into it. Lindsay, mm-hmm. I'm glad you finally brought it, and I think you are pure light. Damien, you're my whipping boy. <laughs> but every week you've done yeah. whatever I asked of you, with a smile on your face and humility. Is it okay if I take this thing? Because I basically wrote everything down. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Sam, you fascinate me, because you are both wholesome and dark. Mm-hmm. And Alex, you embody the message of the show. Uh, but you didn't win. Yeah. And also, everyone's kind of shocked that Alex didn't win. Yeah. It's like, as they eliminate Alex, like, everyone looks just, like, aghast. And then Lindsay's eliminated, and Damien and Samuel are just like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> and then Ryan says that apparently he has been telling the cast of Glee on set about the competitors, and they all say, we want to hang out with Damien. But Sam is a star and has the it factor, so Sam wins. Yeah. Everyone applauds. He, he like, squats down on the ground and cries. <laughs> and gets a standing ovation. And when the celebration is over, Ryan says something to Damien, and Damien's like, well, like, I, like something like, I wish I could have won, but I think that Samuel deserves it. <laughs> and then... And also, Damien, I think you're really fascinating, too, so you have also won the Glee Project. And they pinball across the stage. Damien turns into a whirling dervish. He is almost gonna vault himself <laughs> off the stage. He nearly dives headfirst into the piano. <laughs> yeah, he's doing, like, a sonic spin dash across the stage. <laughs> Hannah cries. Yeah, and so then after everyone has calmed down, Ryan is like, so you've both won at least seven episodes arc on the show that we will write characters for you. But also, Lindsay and Alex, you guys, we I find you interesting. So you know what? You can also have two episodes each. Mm-hmm. And, like, Lindsay is like, dude, what happened? <laughs> um, and Alex says, my world is crumbling. I don't know why I went southern with Alex. My world is crumbling down before me, but it's also building back up at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's so adorable because it's like after the- when Ryan and Murphy is like, Oh, Lindsay and Alex both get two episode arcs, which like, that's not an arc, that's a line. It's, it's a guest spot. Yeah. And like, they then cut to like, Lindsay has launched herself bodily onto Samuel. And like, it's not a tackle hug, it's a vault hug. <laughs> and, and Damien is just clutching Alex to his bosom as Alex cries. Who could which have is adorable. That little guy from Ireland could travel 5,000 models by himself and win a competition? <laughs> yes and then the other competitors storm the stage to congratulate everyone which is good someone hoists Mateus on their shoulders yay 7,000 confetti cannons go off 
Mm-hmm. All right, for the last time this season, are you ready? I'm, what, am I ready for what? Just counting off? No, since <laughs> since they've been gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, because we didn't do it last time, because no one gone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> since they've been gone! Tell me, this is going to be most of the podcast. <laughs> yes. So... Once again, this is courtesy of Amy Lovett's video on the Glee Project and also uh, whatever I could find myself. Okay. So, Samuel Larson, he is going to be on Glee. Yes, he did cut his hair, thank God. He is still making music, he's put out several singles in an EP, Um, he was part of a band at some point, and he is currently starring in the series of films entitled After, which is adapted from Wattpad fiction, and I am going to leave it there. (laughs) <laughs> that's all you need to know that tells you everything about the films mm-hmm. damien is going to be on glee in a guest role damien got married he has put out two albums and two eps as well as several singles he and hannah are still friends uh they hung out together last year and notably i didn't know this beforehand but apparently damien was the cultural champion for his hometown of Derry, ireland in 2013 <laughs> Good job. Like they were, they were named like a city of culture or something by the UK, and uh, so Damien was picked as the champion for Dairy, which was really cool. He also has a puppy now. Oh, he has a puppy! Cool. Yeah, it's it's a golden retriever named Puddles. Oh my god, delightful! I love a good stupid golden retriever. Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Pierce does end up on Glee as a character named Harmony. She has been in a couple of theater productions and has also been in some films and maybe also TV series. I don't remember exactly. I didn't write it down because it was 11 at night. <laughs> I think that she, she was in like a web series and maybe a, another reality show that was just like, here's some behind the scenes fun stuff about various Broadway people. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I had no idea about until last night. Because you remember how Lauren, uh, listener Lauren, sent in those emails, like, mentioning, like, yeah, I talked to Lindsay because she's in New York and she's on Broadway and stuff. Yeah. Did you know that Lindsay just finished her run on Broadway as fucking Elphaba? I mean, yeah, we've been making reference to it, is it, haven't we? Did you not know that? I had no idea! Oh, no, like, we've we've already been talking about <laughs> it. I, I thought for sure, or that I had mentioned it to no. you. No! <laughs> I had no idea until last night! Well, hey... Leah Michelle could never. Good for her. Yeah. Also, Lindsay is going to, I think her last day as Elphaba was literally like two days ago as of recording. Yeah. And so she is next going to be Janice Ian on the Mean Girls national tour. And I don't like the Mean Girls musical, but I'm happy for Lindsay. Yeah. Like, I have listened to the soundtrack for Mean Girls, and it sounds like that is going to be a very good fit for her voice. Yeah. I would love to see her in Heathers, though. Ooh, yeah. She, she, I th- truly, I think she could play any of them. <laughs> Go for it. Um, also, Lindsay is part of the queer community. Heck yeah. Lindsay, on the, off, on the small, small off chase you're listening to this, we are fist bumping you through the internet. <laughs> and last but absolutely not least, Alex Newell. Quantifiably not the least because they yes. <laughs> have been like yes. a meteor shot out of a cannon. So Alex gets to be on Glee in a role that apparently was the longest tenured of the Glee Project alumni, at least from season one. Alex has done, uh, Alex has recorded solo musical albums. Uh, I didn't know this, but they toured with Adam Lambert. Oh, cool. 
Of course, uh, Alex was in the musical Once on This Island as Asaka, uh, and uh, is currently in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist as Mo. Is the show still on? I thought, like, did they get a third season? I don't. Because they were they were canceled after season two, and then like a random cable channel said, "We'll give you a Christmas special," and but I don't know if anything else came of that. Mm-hmm. It looks like actually Zoe's uh, extraordinary playlist has come to a close. Yeah, they had a their Christmas special came out last December, so December twenty twenty one. But yeah, so Alex was in uh, Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Um, has been nominated for a Grammy and a Critics Choice Award. <laughs> And also, uh, Alex got to be in the Wicked live in the Wicked concert anniversary special that was last September, along with other Glee alumni, Amber Riley, and from everything, everywhere, all at once, Stephanie Sue. Oh, that's awesome! Who I did not recognize until I was going back through the live tweets that I did of the Wicked special last year, and then I was like, "Oh, that's where I recognized her from." Also, yeah. this is this is something that you'll appreciate. Oh, Alex was uh, years and years ago, but after Glee Project, mm-hmm. Alex Newell mm-hmm. was in like a theater, uh, like a a small theater show called Cinderella C- Christmas that was at the Pasadena Playhouse. Okay, Alex Newell played the fairy god person, and Good. you know who else was in this play? Oh, Davi Santos. Oh, yeah. When was this? I, it looks like 2016. Was it filmed? Oh, absolutely not. It was, oh, it was, okay. it was a random Christmas spinoff of Cinderella. No, because c- when I googled a Cinderella Christmas, the top result was a TV movie. I had to, I had to do some digging. I, all I, knew, I only knew about it because I, like, I saw it randomly on Davi's Instagram once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, uh, that's cool. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, I did the intro so you get to do the outro. I'll do the outro, and the outro goes something like this. Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network, and we can be heard on all your podcasting platforms of choice, except the ones that we can't. But if you can't hear us on that platform, then let us know, and we'll make sure you can hear us on that platform. And uh, We can also be found on Twitter at LoserLikeMePod, and on the email, LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. N- next time, oh, I have to pull up the spreadsheet for the first time in like two months. <laughs> yeah, I, I legit forget what we're doing next. <laughs> Did we did we put a spot in for a wrap-up episode, or are we just going straight into Unhinged Boko? Uh, it looks like next time we're supposed to be doing a Q&A. A Q&A and highlights. and highlights. Okay, so we gotta make sure we tell people to, to ask us cues so that we can A them next time. Yes. Yeah. But also, we're not recording that until... It says June 5th on the spreadsheet. That two two right. weeks from now. Yeah. That's time. We got time. We got time. Hey, maybe maybe people who now know about our podcast from you subtweeting the community Twitter account. So the fun fact, we've gotten like oh, almost 200 likes on that tweet. Not a single new follower. Ah, uh, plebeians. They do, I should get in there and be like, by the way, if you are mad at us for being a Glee podcast, don't worry, so are we. <laughs> you should absolutely do that. <laughs> But yeah, we'll do our highlights, and then we're going to do our, our movie, and then we're going to do something special mm-hmm. that we still have mm-hmm. to plan for. Yes. And then we say movie, we do mean a recording of a stage musical. And then season three in July, hopefully. Oh, God. If it all works out. Time's inevitable slow march. I'm excited. I've been waiting for season three for a while. This is, of course, assuming that we can get Boko 
un- Boko uh, currently untitled to last one episode only. Wait, <laughs> if what? not, we'll just do off week releases. Oh, oh, that's right, right. Um, I mean, <laughs> we could just make it a two weeks, a two week thing, a two week special. That's true. Just split we it. Could just S- do that. Side A, side B. Hey, there you go. Disc one, disc two. Exactly. Anyways. Mm-hmm. That, but that's it for, that's almost it for Glee Project. I guess we just gotta say, we gotta do the postmortem next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for now, three, two, one. And, and that's, that's what, what you missed, missed on The, the Glee Project. Project. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Loser like me